0: All right. Thank you, Bill. Hey, well, Merry Christmas, everyone. Uh, good to see all of you, and uh, especially those of you who are uh, visiting today family, extended family, uh, maybe some co workers. We are really glad that you're here. Uh, kids, are you excited about Christmas? Yeah! Wow. Wow. Uh, have any of you peeked to see what you're getting for Christmas? We've had, uh, last service, we had some confessions. <laughs> well, hey, let's do something fun. Let's do something fun just at the top here. I'm going to count to three, and then for all the kids, but even, you know, kids of all ages, when I count to three, I want you to call out what you're hoping to get for Christmas, just to stir some anxiety for parents, okay? Ready? So one, two, three. Yep. I totally got that. Uh, There was a puppy, a dollhouse, and I heard someone yell stock options, so we will, uh, (laughs) Merry Christmas. Well, you know, I was thinking back over the years of all the uh, Christmas gifts I'd received and right away uh, some gifts came to my mind and they came to my mind uh, quickly because they were what I was totally hoping for. I don't know what year this was, but let's see, Uh, look at this first picture, who knows what that is? Who remembers, yell it out if you remember what that was. Oh, uh, no, 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 no. This is something, okay, maybe this was just in Canada, but this is is called a ricochet racer, and it's literally a spring-loaded gun, play gun, and you load it up with matchbox cars when they would shoot across the floor and uh, really could take your eye out. So, uh, uh, okay, how about this next one? This is the coolest. Take a look at this guy. Who remembers that? Okay, I see a hand. Yell it out. Do you remember what it's called? It's Well, okay, in Canada, we called it a crazy cart, and it was KK. I think it's a Russian commuter, actually, but uh, my brother and I literally wore those red wheels right off it, and so very cool. Now, you know, I was thinking back. Those are gifts that I was totally wanting and uh, totally excited about, but I also had a gift come to mind uh, that was not only weird, but very, uh, very disappointing, and let me set it up this way. My parents... Uh, were immigrants. They emigrated from Denmark to Western Canada in the 50s, uh, 1950s, if you're taking notes. And uh, so to this day, most uh, of my relatives still live in Denmark. And uh, one of the things as a kid growing up that I totally looked forward to was when that parcel the Christmas parcel would arrive from Denmark. And I don't know if I have a little bit of retriever in me, but I, one, of my, the, one of the memories about those parcels is the way that they smelled. And I was like, like is that what Denmark smells like? Because I want to go to Denmark. But uh, I remember the gifts that we would get, and long before Trolls, the movie, came out, as a kid, we used to get these trolls, they had... You know, these little doll things with big bellies and the fuzzy hair. Uh, it's a, actually, it's a big part of Danish folklore. Uh, Lego. We got really cool Lego. Did you know that Lego started in Denmark? Did you know that? You're welcome. Uh, we also got loads of candy, and it's where I developed my love for black licorice. Any black licorice people? Oh yes, we're growing, our numbers are growing, we shall, the others shall assimilate. But you know, I, I look back at that, it's also one of the reasons why uh, I have numerous ca- uh, crowns in my mouth. Um, whenever I go to my dentist, he's humming, crown him with many crowns. But uh, okay, <laughs> but uh, some years I would get socks. But then there was this one year where I got a very bizarre gift, and, and again, just to Keep moving towards it. Our tradition, uh, after Christmas in our family, my mom would sit us down. There's six kids. She would sit us down, and we would write thank you cards to our relatives in Denmark. And, uh, of course, they're in Denmark, so we would write them in Danish. So i want to give you a little lesson in some Danish. So we would write these cards, and they would say this. He would say, Dear Grandma and Grandpa, uh, Glad the Yule, Merry Christmas. Mange tak for slicket, Thank you for candy. Mangatuk uh, for light toy, for toys. Mangatuk uh, for sockener, socks. And then what do you think this was? This was my bizarre gift. Or mangatuk for unaboxener. What does that sound like? What does it sound like? Underwear, underwear. They gave me underwear. And I'm like, why would you send me underwear? Was, like, was there a shortage in Canada uh, of underwear? But here's the thing that made this gift even more bizarre. And I don't know what this said about me, because the ones that I got, these little European <laughs> underwear, that's all I'll say. And you don't want I won't, don't have a picture for these ones. But the ones that I got, and I'm not making this up, had brown and yellow spots all over them. <laughs> Ah, Yeah, like, wow, yeah. But, you know, they were pretty cool. I could wear them for weeks. So uh, (laughs) just, you know, building a bridge with the kids. Okay, but all all these gifts that I'm talking about, whether they were the gifts that I was hoping for or whether they were gifts that were disappointing, they all have one thing in common, and that's this. The heart behind all these gifts was someone trying to express their love to another person through the giving of a gift. You know, the heart behind uh, all these gifts was someone trying to say to to another person, I've been thinking about you, and you're special to me. And I want to express that through the giving of a gift. And here's something I know is that that's not something that we as human beings thought up. Like, I've I've got an idea. Like, I don't think we would have, we wouldn't have got there, right? I totally believe the reason we give gifts to each other, to express our love to each other, is because God totally set the example. This time of year, uh, we celebrate the giving of the greatest gift of all, and that's the gift of Jesus. Jesus coming to earth, God putting on skin and coming to walk among us. John 3.16 is a very, you know, very popular verse. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world. He so loved the world. that." And how did he express his love to the world? Where it answers that. He, he expressed his love to the world by giving his one and only Son. In giving Jesus, in sending Jesus to the world, God was saying to everybody, I love you, and I have a gift for you. Right? It's God expressing his love to you by sending Jesus. And so what I wanna do uh, this afternoon is I wanna look at this gift that God's given from, uh, from three different perspectives. Number one is this. This gift that I'm talking about, the greatest gift of all, this gift is always available. It's always available. Here's what I mean. You know, it's it's amazing to me what people will do to get that special gift. I mean, I know his parents or, you know, aunts and uncles, grandmas and grandpas. We've all seen the videos where people are duking it out in a Walmart over the last, you know, I don't know what's popular, a scuffle love or whatever those things are called or, you know, over the last toy because they just have to get that toy and it has to be, you know, under the tree on the 25th and, and there's, you know, who's not experienced that sinking feeling where you finally find that special gift uh, on Amazon, and then when you click to order, and it says, this gift will be delivered between January 17th and 28th. I mean, I just went through that, actually. Uh, it's very fresh, very dear to my heart here. But, but what's amazing here is, is there's so much hype, so much expectation around this one day, and really around this one morning, Christmas morning. And we will do you know, crazy things. We will spend crazy amounts of money to make sure that that gift is there on Christmas Day. You know, it used to be when, when we talked about Christmas that we'd refer to uh, post-Christmas blues, we would typically say, or at least how I remember it, is that they typically would kick in in like January or February. That's when the bills start rolling in. Uh, that's when the, the gray cold starts to get to you. But when I, I Googled Christmas blues, and besides some music, uh, it talks about the letdown, and now hear this, it talks about the letdown, the blues, kicking in as soon as the gifts have been opened, as soon as it's done. And it's kind of like, you know that, I don't know how you guys do it, but that you know, that 10, 15 minutes of wonderful chaos, and it's like, that's it? Like, that's it, it's, it's over, it's all done? And one of the sites I went to had a, a child psychologist Gave some advice on helping, you know, kids through the letdown by quickly. They said you need to quickly give them something uh, new to look forward to. Something to fill the void. And here's what I love, though. What I love about this gift that God has given in sending Jesus. That this gift is always available. Jesus never sells out. Jesus is never on back order. Jesus uh, is never out of stock. Jesus is available each and every day. Uh, Lamentations 3 says this It says, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. See, Jesus, you know, God putting on skin and coming and, and living as a human and walking among us, Jesus, Is perfect love, perfect mercy, in the flesh, and He is available each and every day. So what that means is, every morning when you wake up, whether you're young, whether you're a teenager, whether you're you know you're older, whether you've been naughty or nice, uh, this gift is waiting for you every morning. With God, every day is Christmas day. With God, every morning is Christmas morning. Uh, every morning, God's gift to express his love for you, Jesus, he's waiting there every morning, each and every day. Now that is something to look forward to. And so you may be sitting there thinking, well, that's cool, that's cool, that's a nice spin on it, available every day. But, uh, but what does it cost? What is this greatest gift of all cost? Well, I'm glad you asked that because it just happens to line up with my next point. And number two is uh, this gift is always affordable. It's always affordable. And you know, Forbes magazine uh, I, uh, said or predict, has predicted that in 2018, now get this, in the United States, they've predicted that one trillion dollars will be spent on the Christmas season. One trillion dollars. That's just in the United States, and then fifty dollars in Canada. Right? But it's <laughs> but I mean if you think about that, like that is a crazy amount of money. You know, if you're a business person, that, like, that's like 1 20th of our national debt. And I, you know, I'm like, why don't we just push all that money towards the debt? And you know, if, if you're lacking anxiety in your life, this is a side note, this is a little bonus. If you need your anxiety tank filled up this Christmas, uh, go to usdebtclock.org and watch it. If you've ever seen that, watch it for like seven seconds, and I guarantee your pulse will uh, be, be spiking. Uh, but one trillion dollars and a good portion of that amount will be money that, uh, that we don't have. It'll be credit. It'll be bought on credit. And you know, I understand that though. I understand what drives the uh, you better get that, with a craziness, uh, if you will, of this year. And again, it's what I started off with. It's that thing inside of us that we want to express our love. And it, it just doesn't surprise me that we go overboard this time of year. Because again, that's exactly what God did. When he sent Jesus, he sent the greatest gift of all. And his desire is for every human being to get this gift, to receive this gift, and because of that, he has made the gift of Jesus totally affordable to all. So again, what does it cost? I mean, if, you know, this sounds great. How do I get him? How do I get this gift? Well, it can't be money. God doesn't need any money. Uh, so maybe, maybe it's the whole question of naughty and nice, right? We have sang this song, Santa Claus is coming to town. Maybe, you know, the Bible's full of do's and don'ts. Maybe if I do, do's more of the do's and don't do's as many of the don'ts, maybe then I'll be able to get in on this gift, right, does that, you know, but, but I'm, 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 I'm really not convinced that's it, because we all know you don't have to live very long, when it comes to behavior, you don't have to live very long until you realize, like, there's something broken in all of us, right, I mean, I can remember as a kid being aware that, okay, I know that's the right thing, I know that's what I've been told to do, but boy, do I want to do this over here. I mean, I was so in tune with that as a kid, and as, as you get older, you get more and more in tune with that. So, so it can't be our behavior. So what does it cost? What does this gift cost? Here's God's answer. Isaiah 55.1 says this. God says, come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters, and you who have no money, come, buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread? And your labor on what does not satisfy. Listen, listen to me and eat what is good and you will delight in the richest affair. See, that's what it costs to get this. And what I mean is, and, and, and uh, in this, what I find interesting in this verse is he's really talking about Jesus. He's using the example of food. He's talking about the gift of Jesus and, you know, and, and using the example of like, if you don't have this, it's like not having food. Right? It's like not having good food to eat. There's like not, never being satisfied. And I find the words he uses in this verse really interesting where it says, you who have no money, come, buy. Like, that doesn't make sense, does it? Like, so you're broke? Awesome. Come on in. Buy. Well, what does that mean? What it means is the gift, this gift that God has, is offering to us, to each and every one of us, is totally free. The gift is Free. But you have to buy the gift. Well, what does that mean? You have to buy the gift. Well, it means every morning when you get up and that gift is waiting for you, the gift of Jesus, it means you have to grab onto it. It means you have to accept it. It means you have to, uh, you have to unwrap the gift. And the beauty of this gift is that makes it affordable to everybody, right? If, 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 it, cost a, uh, if, it, if it took a certain amount of money, That would eliminate most of us. If it took took living a perfect life, that would eliminate all of us. So what does it cost? Well, here's what's beautiful about the, the currency of God's kingdom. Is what it costs is the desire for it. You just have to want it. You just have to see it and go, ah, that's what I need. See, it's an awareness of, you know, when he says anyone hungry, anyone thirsty, it's an awareness that I'm hungry, I'm thirsty, there's lots of food that we can eat in this world, but why do I always, when eating that food, why do I always come away still empty and feeling dissatisfied? And God's like, ooh, that's it, that's it. That's all it costs to get this gift that God offers. And look at how God responds when we say, okay, I do want that. Look at how he responds to our wanting, to our Uh, opening of the gift, if you will. And this leads to the third point. Third point is this gift is always adaptable. Listen to this. This is how God responds. Matthew 7, verse 8 says, For everyone, everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. How does God respond to any human being who goes, Yeah, I want that. How does he respond? He goes, There you go. Right? Everyone who asks, there you go. Everyone who's looking for it, he's gonna help you find it. Everyone who knocks at the door, like, you know, is it really true? The door is flung wide open and going, like, yeah, it's totally true. It's it's all yours. And that's where I say, you know, that this gift is adaptable. Because this gift works for everyone, whether you're young or old, this gift works for every human being. Because and think about that, that's quite a feat. To buy a gift or to, or to offer a gift that works for everybody. Because, I mean, have you ever tried to buy a gift like a family gift? Right? Have you, or have you ever tried to buy a, a gift for a group of people? That is really hard because it's like, well, he likes this, but she doesn't like that. And she likes this, but he doesn't like that. Or you know, this gift works for them, but it's way too complex for them. Or this gift works for them, but it's way too simple for them. I mean, it is really hard to buy a gift for a group of people. Try buying a gift. Try offering a gift for 7 point whatever billion people on planet Earth. Like, try to, try to pick the, the one gift, right? As cool as, a, as an iPhone is, it's just, it doesn't cut it, right? I mean, there's just too many, there's all these different language groups and cultures, different age groups, different needs, different levels of education, all these different people. Right? That's, a, that's a tall order. I mean, I look at all of you different ages, all this, this, just this mix of people, and I go, I wouldn't know where to start to, uh, to pick out a gift for all of you, because there's, there's little ones, there's, I won't point, but there's older ones, there's older, I mean, and we're all so different, there's different needs, we're all in different places, a different understanding about life, and what's, I mean, it's just, it's just a massive potpourri, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know where I would start. But see, when God gave Jesus the greatest gift of all, he gave a gift that is always adaptable. And what I mean is this, is that God knows how to make himself known to a child, to a little one. He knows how to come close to a little boy or a little girl and open their understanding and their eyes to see the gift and go, wow, like I can have that. I can, I can know you, God. See, he's able to do that. He's able to help a little one see and grab onto that gift. He's, he's able to, uh, to come to a teenager. You're in your teens, you're moving towards your 20s where you're going through all these changes physically, emotionally, all these changes relationally. You're, you know, you're growing in your independence. You're, you're, you're growing in what you, you know, what you, your opinions, what you believe about life and what's important. God's able to come to you and make himself known. He's able to open your eyes to, to see the gift, to see him. He is able, he's so adoptable, he's able to make himself known to everybody in every season of life. Whether it's, you know, you're in a really great place this afternoon or you're in a real hard place. Whether, you know, all your dreams have come true or, or you're, you have a strong sense of disappointment. Right. Whether you're, uh, uh, you're healthy, whether you're sick, whether you're, you know, you know, you're know, you're getting a promotion or you're bankrupt. I mean, or if you're a Browns fan, he's still able, I have to throw that in, he's still able to make himself known. If you're uh, discouraged, if you're cynical, if you're bitter, if you're angry, if you're confused, if you want nothing to do with him, he's still able to make himself known to you. This gift, the gift of Jesus, is the greatest gift of all because it's always available, always affordable, and always adaptable. Why don't we stand up? Woof. That goes fast. Why don't we have the band come on up? JT and the Sunshine Band. I'll hear about that. (laughs) So, right now, I know some of you, you may be young, you may be older, you may be somewhere in in between all that. But I know for some of you right now, there's a stirring inside. And you may feel your heart beating faster, you may just feel a longing, you may feel emotional right now. And, And you know the picture I have is like if you go to the airport, and, and you're there to, to pick someone up that, you, you, know, that you haven't seen in a long time. It's that feeling when you just get a glimpse of them way down the gate. <gasps> there's, this, there's, this, there's this excitement inside of you. And, and here's what I know that isn't and what I know that is. Here's what I know it isn't. It isn't my talk, because my talk's not that good, right? Here's what it is. It's God being personal with you. It's your Father in heaven You know, you insert your name here. It's your father in heaven saying, son, daughter, Merry Christmas. I have the greatest gift for you. And it's unlike any other gift. And I'm offering that gift to you this afternoon. Will you receive that gift? And, you know, I remember when our boys were younger, we used to, when it it was their birthday, we'd have them, you know, they'd they'd sit on the couch and they'd have to close their eyes and put their hands out and and just take a posture of receiving. And that's how I want to end off my talk. So if we could all close our eyes, if you want to receive the gift of Jesus, I just want to invite you to open your hands up and just take a posture of receiving. And I'm just going to pray for you. Let's pray. So Father, Father, Thank you. Thank you for loving us so much that you sent your son. Thank you for loving me so much that you sent Jesus, the greatest gift of all. And I pray right now, Jesus, that you would make yourself known. To each one right now who's who's asking, who's seeking, who's knocking. I pray that you'd make yourself known. You'd open their eyes, their understanding. Help them to see you right now. And if that's you, I just encourage you, if you're just aware and, and just have a sense of God coming close, all you need to say is, yes, Jesus, I accept you. I I open the gift. I buy the gift. Here's my desire. I buy the gift. And I pray for each one of us that every day when we wake up, you would remind us that today is Christmas Day and that Jesus is available. And I pray for each one of us that you would increasingly teach us how to spend our day with you, Jesus, and to walk with you. So thank you for this great gift. Amen. Now... If you're young and you, and if you ask Jesus, if you, t- you know, grab on that gift, I want to encourage you to let your parents know. And if you're older, I want you to encourage you to let, you know, let, let whoever invited you know. And again, if you are live in this area and you're not connected with the church, I want to invite you to come and, and check us out. Uh, we would love to have you and we would love to talk more about what it means to, to open the gift of Jesus every day. So we're going to end off with a song. I want to encourage you to join in, and then I'll come on up and end the service. off. Let's sing. Run! So, Lord, thank you. Uh, Thank you for the season. Thank you for family and friends. Uh, I just pray a blessing over each one, each family represented here. I pray, God, just for a real sweet Christmas. Lord, I pray for those that this is a hard time of year, that you would especially just give them, uh, just come close, give them what they need to really uh, not only make it through this season, but to really enjoy this season. Lord, I pray for each one of us that you would give us the gift of each day remembering that, that Jesus, you're there, that you're always available, available to anyone, and all it takes is, is need, all it takes is desire for you, is asking for you, and you're there. Lord, I pray for each one that you become more real to us. Uh, thanks again for tonight. Uh, we thank you for your presence here. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, we'll have a wonderful Christmas.